I was going to say, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) They don't come for the jokes. That's for sure. For this podcast. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I went in a sensory deprivation chamber for the very first time two days ago. I do that every night when I'm sleeping. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. All about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at Location Indie. I-N-D-I-E dot com. Just because you go to sleep, isn't that always like sensory deprivation? Ex- I mean, you're kind of in a dream. Well, you actually you actually put yourself into like a, into like a, a self-contained tank. unit? Yes, into a like, self-contained really? float tank unit. Where did, you, where did you find one of those? Uh, interestingly enough, I put something on Instagram that I was in Portland, and a company called Float On sent me a message saying, hey, we love your podcast, uh, blah, blah, blah. We listened to it all while we were going through Costa Rica. And you should, have you ever tried floating before? You should come here and check it out. And I was like, no, what is this? I started looking into it. It's basically when you float in 10 inches of really high salinity salt water. In, in a, it's completely dark. It's completely soundproof. You float in 10 inches of salt water. So your body is not actually, you know, that's why when you're in a bed, you're not really sensor, sensory deprivation because you are touching something, right? So you're literally touching nothing. And you sit there and float. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to do this. This sounds and awesome. Wait, they put a lid over you and everything? Like, uh, are you- okay, so there's different styles. This place is the largest float tank center in the U.S. because they have six different float, like six different floating areas. Uh, two are kind of like cabins. So you walk in and you close the door. And the ceilings maybe, I, I don't know, you could stand up in it, maybe like six feet above you, but it's it's completely soundproof and completely dark in there. There is two that are like pods. So think almost like um, if you're going to do... Yeah. It's like a coffin yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. So it, you really, I mean, it's it's just above you. And then two are open rooms a little more. So it's still completely dark and soundproof, but you're in a bigger room floating in a pool. And that's for people who are afraid that they're going to be claustrophobic. So I did the cabin one and it was awesome. It was an hour and a half. And it's really weird because you have no idea how long you've been in there. So I kind of... So you just you floated there for an hour and a yeah, half. And it was amazing. It, it, was, it was really, really, really neat. The temperature, the water is a temperature that 93 and a half degrees. So it's supposed to make you feel like you don't know where your body ends and where the water begins, which I thought, okay, whatever. This sounds really... We talked about woo-woo stuff. I'm like, yeah, sure. I got in there and I'm floating and I kept thinking that my finger was touching the wall of the cabin and then I would try to actually touch the wall and it wouldn't be. So it was this odd... Yeah, it, it actually... You didn't really know where your body stopped and where the water was. It, it was really, really, really neat. Um, did that uh, Did that calm your mind or like what? what is it... What is the intention? So I there? went in with the idea. It's supposed to be super relaxing. It's supposed to be good for your body because never in any other area of your life are you able to, for none of your muscles to, to be engaged, which 
you know, is true. Even when you're sleeping, you're, you're, you know, your body's touching something. So it's supposed to be good for stimulate or for like resting your muscles, stuff like that. But also the kind of the main benefit is this idea of stress relief and this idea of calming your mind and having nothing to worry about. So yeah, I, uh, I asked if people fell asleep in there. She's like, Oh yeah, all the time. So I definitely fell asleep at least three different times. One time for a while for sure, because I woke up and I, I could tell I had been sleeping for a longer period of time. It, it was neat. I would recommend anyone give it a go. Uh, I was a little nervous, but there's nothing to be nervous about at all. And I kind of thought when my hour and a half was up, I, when it was, I thought, ah, I've probably been in here over 45 minutes. And then it came to an end and they did say most people feel like they're in there for like 45 minutes to an hour when it's really an hour and a half. So I, all the things they kind hmm, of told really me, I, I, I then experienced and it's, it's really neat and it just gives you a place to go and meditate. I, I went in not trying to meditate, not trying to think about anything just to go in for the experience. And I didn't really have that many thoughts. It was, it was that, yeah. that place that you get into where you're not really thinking of anything. You're just there, which is a very thing, hard thing to achieve when I actually try to meditate. I, I can never get there. So that's another thing. They say you get into a theta uh, state, which, I again don't even know what it means, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what are you talking about? Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they uh, they don't come for the jokes. That's for sure for this podcast. I don't know what we're talking about today, you, but I am fascinated <laughs> by this um, by this sleep deprivation, sensory deprivation. This, tank. It it's called? called a float tank. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fascinated. You've piqued my interest. I, I definitely uh, want to try that. I think they're worth point. trying for anyone. I went in without being stressed out, so that was fine. I came out really, really relaxed and just in this nice, blissful state. But I could see them being very, very effective, especially for people. You know, let's say it's. Thursday or Friday and you just got done work, had a rough week at work and you just wanted to go and just decompress and de-stress, um, definitely recommend them and they're popping up all over the place. So yeah, it was something that I went in wanting to do but thought, ah, I'm only going to do this like once. Okay, whatever. I, I would def I would do it again for sure. It was a neat experience and I really enjoyed it. So nice. anyway... Man. What are we talking about today? You're bringing some Here's kind of topic to this show. So, we- all right. That, that was like the good part. What I wanted to talk about today, and this does tie in a bit, is that I had this realization the every other day, and this comes to me every once in a while, usually when I'm dealing with something that I struggle with. So for me, the biggest struggle is usually when we're talking about gaining or losing weight, right? Like not someone who has been like slim my whole life or anything like that. So this came to me the other day because I've been drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of ice cream. The sensory deprivation tank, unfortunately, doesn't counteract those two things. And so I I got on the scale and I was like, oh, bleep right? Like I was 210 pounds, which means I put on 15 pounds since, I don't know, let's say like the last eight months, let's say the last year, uh, above what my normal weight was. So I was pretty pissed off. Okay. That's, I think everyone's typical reaction when they start to, when they, when they look at something or they've wanted to do something, whether it's lose weight or whether it's start a podcast and they think, Oh, I, I, I said I was going to do this a month ago. I haven't done it. The first kind of initial reaction is like, you're pissed off. Like you're so stupid. Why did, why did you let yourself put on weight or why didn't you start this a month ago when you said you were, you know, that do you have that reaction? Right. Jay, this, this kind of like anger yeah. at yourself. Yeah, you beat yourself up. Yeah, you're pissed. Right, because you you think like you should have done something different, which you should have. So I had that initial reaction, and I thought, well, you know what? Uh, 
here I am at 210 pounds right now. And I can sit here and, and be pissed off. And that's that's fine. Like, I'm not saying don't beat yourself up. Some of that is is actually helpful. But I said, this is where I am right now. Being pissed off isn't going to change it. I can't wish it away. I can't go back in a time machine. I can't do any of that. What I can do is say, all right, starting right now today, I can either start working towards getting back to the weight that I want to be at and get healthier and make sure your clothes fit and not have your joints hurt as much, like all these stupid things that are happening because of the fact I put on weight, or I could do nothing about it. I could be upset. I could go, I could make it worse. And then you know, three months from now, I could be looking back and saying, man, I wish I was 210 pounds again, because then it'd be so easier to get back to 195, right? So you have a, you have a decision to make at that moment. And it was kind of powerful, actually. It allowed me to slow down, to stop being upset and to say, okay, well, I'm going to take control of this again. And I'm going to make the decision that 210 pounds for me can either be I can look back on that day and say, hey, I'm really glad I saw that and look at where I've come in a month or two months or three months now I'm back to where I want to be. Or I could look back on that day and say, oh my gosh, I wish I was still there because now I'm even worse or I'm now even further away from my goal. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of times we miss. We beat ourselves up, but we have, but then we don't take that next step and say, let's use today as a, as a point in the road. And you're going to go one way or another. And, uh, you know, hopefully you choose the way towards whatever it is your goal is. Like, I think the hardest part when when you're in those situations is like, I don't know, finding that fraction of a of a moment or a space or, or that that sort of click or whatever you want to call it that um, allows you to get out of the emotional state you're in and to take that step back where you then can be like, okay, brain, let me think about this. Like, there's a couple ways I can deal with this. Let me decide on like the healthy way to do it. Cause I, I think that's the hardest part because when you get to the point where you have the two options and you, and you present those to yourself. And I, I mean, I think just by bringing this up, it's a good reminder if like, if it's something like, at least for me, or if you're listening to like, Remember, you have other options when you're when you're like heated or something's going on, and that you can let the emotions take you over, and you can roll down whatever cruddy path you're going down, or you can empower yourself and say, "Okay, what is what does this mean? Is this really mean? Well, I can create the meaning of this, you know, situation." But it's so hard to pull yourself out of that moment. Do you have any like? What do you do? So I think there's a few ways to go about it and a few reasons why that moment specifically for me clicked because there have certainly been times over the last couple of months where I've hopped on a scale and been like, oh, I'm not happy with this. But I didn't like I didn't put like my flagpole on the ground, my stake in the ground there and say, all right, I'm going back the other way. I kept climbing, right? So sometimes it, it's it's either a number or or something like sometimes it is an external thing that kind of wakes you up and slaps you in the face. And that I don't know how to recreate. I don't know why 210 I looked at and thought, oh my gosh, where is that like 204 I didn't look at and say, I mean, I was pissed, but I didn't do anything about it, right? So sometimes it's an external thing that slaps you in the face. Obviously, that that's bundled up into a ton of different reasons and, and they're different for everyone. I Some of the other things that I would recommend that you can control though, that can help 
kind of that external force slap you in the face or get you to that point. One is to have someone who's an accountability partner or a group, right? Obviously, that really helps. We talk about that a ton at Location Need. That is the number one reason people succeed in hitting their goals is because they have someone else or a group of people holding them accountable. Now, I didn't, okay? So when I lost a lot of weight, Jay... I was in a group that we all held each other accountable. We met every Wednesday. We discussed what our week looked like. We hopped on a scale. It wasn't, it's not Weight Watchers, but if anyone's ever done that, it's, it's not exactly similar, but that format is similar where you go to a meeting and you have to like weigh in and you like say, Hey, I lost this and here's why. And so you're, it was like, it was a sport group. So I used to do that and I lost a bunch of weight and then I didn't have that because they canceled the group and people stopped coming and I was traveling. So, I know I needed that. So I immediately texted someone who had been in that group and said, like, listen, I need, I, I want to be accountable with you. I'm sure you've fallen off the rails too, which they had. So that's one way to do it. The second thing that helped me was the fact that I have been journaling daily. And every day, one of the things is like, what do you want to achieve? Like what at the end of this journal, at the end of 100 days, what do you want to be? And I kept writing, I want to be 185 pounds. I want to be 185 pounds. I want to be 185 pounds. Well, I had put on weight. So I'm like way further away, but it was top of mind. So like in a good way, even though it was pissing me off and stressing me out and I was not happy with myself, I kept like that as a goal. And I kept writing it every day so that there then I think when I saw that number, I'm like, dude, th- you're like, this is a breaking point. This is a stake in the ground moment. So I think giving yourself that 10 minutes of journaling or writing or, or thinking every day or meditating, that really, really helped me because that day in my journal, I didn't follow any of the prompts. I just wrote like a letter basically to myself that essentially said what we're talking about now. Hey, you've got a decision to make. You can go one way or the other. Do you want to look back in three months and say 210 was like the lightest you were? Or do you want to look back and be like, oh my gosh, that's when you were the heaviest. Here's how to get back. Like you st- And be proud of the fact that you st- at that point took steps towards like your goal of of losing weight. So um that was a really that was a really really helpful thing that I didn't just see it and then move on with my with my day. I was like let's write this out and um that helped spur it on. So obviously we're talking about weight loss here for me, but this can mean anything. I I don't know if you have examples of certain like stake in the ground moments where you were wanted to work towards something or you had a goal and something like you just didn't do it and then all of a sudden or you were going away from it. And then all of a sudden you're like, nope, got to do it. And then started turning reverse course towards something else. Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody has those. And, um, you know, a big one was I, I always wanted to start something for myself. And then when I found out about location independence and what it was, and we've talked about it before on the show, we're just like, wow, that just putting a label on it and understanding that that's a thing that you can do. And, and okay, I have a starting point to like build a lifestyle around because I love travel and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were times when I was like so pissed. I'm like, yeah, I have these ideas and like there's things I want to do. Um, and I, I know I have this like feeling that I want to like do my own thing and like have more control of my time and, you know, create my own destiny and all that type of stuff. But there were, there was like a, a, quite a stretch when I was just, you know, taking in information, but not taking action. And I would get pissed off like that at myself. And like, and, and I'm sure people listening, if you've been through this, if you have a location independent business now or you're working towards it and, you know and of course these things can still happen after you have the business and other things but I'm, I'm talking about when you're ramping up and you're trying to figure all this out and i know there's a lot of people in our community that are that have struggled with this too it's it's just difficult because you can be hard yourself and be like well i want to make stuff happen and you have this sense of urgency but then like nothing's happening and, and it's like a messy process and you don't really know if you're making progress um and i think when you mentioned 
um, journaling and you know the accountability, those are so key. I mean, the accountability, there's a whole reason locationity exists because you getting around the other people that are doing it is the key to making it happen. And we wholeheartedly believe that and we unabashedly promote it because we know that's what works. Um, so if you really want to make this lifestyle happen or anything else, and like, like you said, Trav, I mean, like with the weight loss thing, like this goes past location indie and everything else like you do this in other parts of your life and so do i get accountability get around other people doing it it's not you know just happens that location is about location independence so the the journaling i'm sorry the journaling um and and just the tracking and keeping something top of mind and writing it out and knowing like being clear with your goals and revisiting those whether you're doing like a daily journal like heath's journal or uh like the five minute journal or any of those or just you know writing in a blank notebook that you have and you're like writing down you know, three things that you're working towards every day or whatever, and a couple things you're grateful for. And just like getting that top of mind every day and putting it in front of you. It's just, it's just so easy because I get out of those habits, Trav. Like I, I stop journaling or I get out of a, a situation and like a couple weeks will go by where I'm not doing like the things that I know I need to do, like the daily journaling or, you know, making time for myself to exercise or whatever it is. And like time just slips by, man. And I start to feel crappy for some reason, I don't know why. And then I realized, oh, I haven't been like staying on top of like the things that enhance my daily life and sort of keep me feeling good. Um, not that I get really, it's just, you have to stay on top of it. I you think know? two important points is it's easy to shy away, just like you're saying, and it's easy to push it away. And that's why accountability partners or, or groups are so important because Again, going back to my example, it's easy for me to know that I'm not eating well and then be like, all right, well, I'm just not going to hop on the scale. Like, whatever, you know, like you put your head in the sand and even though you want something, you decide to push it away and not pay attention to it because ignorance is bliss, right? You don't have to actually face up to it. With an accountability group or an accountability partner, you have to face up to it because they're there. You know, they're meeting with you weekly or some people do daily. I mean, we, we don't do that, but daily or weekly or biweekly, whatever it is, you have to face it. And facing it is going to help you take the action because when it's, when, at least for me, when I, and I think almost everyone in this world for certain things in their life, I can be very self motivated about some things, but it's very hard for me to stay on top of myself when it comes to weight loss and eating well and exercising, right? That's one of the things that I struggle with the most. So, even if you're self-motivated in certain areas, there's certain areas that you stick your head in the sand and you shy away from. You're like, no, like I'm just going to pretend it's not happening until you get to a point where there is a place that you have to put that stake in the ground. So you want someone to help you put that in the ground because they're going to be the ones who hold you accountable. The second part of it, I think, is, and, and you, were, you were touching on this, I think, Jay, is you wanted to build this lifestyle, you want to be location independent, and you beat yourself up because you hadn't done anything, but you were overwhelmed. You were looking at this huge picture. And when I look at it and say, man, I want to be 185 pounds, I'm like, dude, 25 pounds, like, that is a lot to lose. Like, I, I got to get on it. But, or, or like, even more abstract, like you said, to become location independent, there's so many steps that people have to take to get there. And there's so many moving parts, right? And so you get overwhelmed. And the easiest thing to do when someone is overwhelmed is to do nothing about it, is to not even take a start. And that's why I wanted to record this podcast and kind of talk about today is like each day, every day, and that's what, that is what gave me the kind of, it took me from being pissed off and really upset with myself to actually being excited is because I got to say today, 
starting right now, I could take a little action and start moving back towards the goal that I wanted. Like that's a pretty cool thing that we can say like every single day, not every every part of every day, you can sit there and you can say, I can make a decision that gets me back towards that. And then a little decision like saying, hey, no, I'm not going to go get ice cream today for the seventh day in a row. I get to say like, yeah, man, you're doing a good job. Like you pat yourself on the back for this tiny little win that you should be doing anyway, but you start walking back towards the goal that you want instead of away from it. And that, it just... I don't know. It, it was very powerful for me this time to say every single day I can start making working towards my goal. So if you focus on those little steps and just saying, I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the big picture. I'm going to make these little tiny steps towards this. That really helped it. And by saying like you could start today, like there's very few things, Jay, uh, you know, correct me if you could think of something where you have a goal and you couldn't right after you're listening to this podcast or pausing this podcast right now, if you're listening, you say, I get what you're saying. I've always wanted to do this. I'm moving away from it because I'm not doing it. So time is getting, you know, I'm getting older, or I'm losing days or whatever, or whether it's weight or whatever it is. Is there anything you can think of that you couldn't stop this podcast right now and make one decision that's going to help you move towards that goal, even if it's the tiniest, tiniest little decision? It is so empowering because we talked about before, okay, Going back to your story, I mean, you got on the scale, you're all pissed off. Then you for found... like a good 15, 20 minutes too. It wasn't like I had this moment right. of clarity, which instant. is not that long, it really. Isn't. I mean, you could have been, it could have been days. I mean, you could have just been like, screw this, I'm going to eat ice cream. Like this is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could have gone with it. I, I think you turned it around really quickly. I mean, I know it was leading up to that, and there were times when you were ignoring it, but then you found that moment, and you're like, okay, the pain of this is outweighing like. Like now I'm really not feeling good about this. You identified it. And then you made an empowering decision. And I, and it is so huge to recognize that you can do a small step. Like, I mean, this is, I think, one of the most exciting things about Yeah, just life, life in general. Is not even location independence. Just life in general. It's like we always yeah. have a brand new day or a brand new minute or a brand like you new could, hour. You could take your biggest outlandish goal and like make a step towards it like one tiny step towards it and and it becomes real and then something happens the universe takes over you know you start getting the ball rolling there's something happens something happens when you start taking those steps and i think along with this is okay you got the empowerment you're taking like a step you're going in that direction and you know things might change pop up or whatever and then going back to this whole cliche, then it's about enjoying the process, I think. And once I figured that out, um, when I was frustrated with, you know, and overwhelmed, like you said, trying to become location independent and figured all that, I was looking at the end goal too much. Um, and I realized, hold on, like, let me just take the steps and like, enjoy this ride. Like I'm getting on this ride. I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm going to, it's, if it kills me, I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to make this happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, how it's going to come together. It could be a while. It was a while, but I'm just going to go with this and I'm going to learn and grow every day and I'm going to keep taking action and taking steps and one day it's going to happen and it did. And then the funny thing is, and you hear this all over, but I think really take it in when you get somewhere, then there's like new things that come up. So you think, okay, there's no like happy fantasy land where you get there and you're like, 
I always think of like Happy Gilmore for some reason when he's like, you know, there's like the guy galloping around the horse and the girl he likes and he's like his happy place or whatever, you know, on the golf course. You know, you don't get to a happy place where like, okay, I'm location pen now. Like I have no more problems and everything, blah, blah, blah. Like, because there are always going to be struggles and things you have to, to take step new steps towards. And then I think the key is really figuring out how to enjoy the process and being at peace with where you are. And it sounds like that was part of what it was for you when you when you got on the scale and you were disappointed and you found a way quickly to be at peace with where you were and to make an empowering decision. I also think that one of the best parts of doing this is a little time. And, and I'm ho- my goal of this podcast, I'm hoping people or someone listening, at least one person is listening and saying like, yes, I've wanted to move towards X goal, whatever it is, and I've moved away from it. Or Because the, the point of goals, like if you're not moving towards it, you are moving away from it, right? Because it's it's another day or another week or another month. It's that a good visual, go. I think. Yeah. So you like, literally, if if you're not going towards it, you're going away from it. Some of it's very easy to see. Like if you're not losing weight and you're gaining weight, like you're 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 literally going in opposite ends. But the beauty of it, and one of the best things, is when you do put this stake in the ground and you say, "I am going to go towards my goal." The the tiniest little decision can have like outsized profound happiness. Like when I actually said I'm going to do it and I made like one decision and that was literally not to go get ice cream, I felt so powerful. I was like, dude, you're in control again. Like this is crazy. It's just a decision I, I've made thousands of other times. Well, I probably haven't turned down ice cream thousands of times in my life, hence why I'm here. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've certainly done it before and it hasn't been that big of a deal. But in this moment, me saying I'm not going to do that made me so happy. It, it was just like, dude, you did it. And you've turned around and now you're walking this way. And that's what I love about it too, is not only can you change it in, in an instant, you can make a decision right now to walk towards that goal. But that tiny, like all these little steps in the very beginning usually bring enormous happiness and joy because you're actually saying, I'm taking control of this. Like, it, you know, turning down ice cream one time is not going to make me lose 35 pounds. But it f- almost felt like that. I thought, dude, I'm getting there. Like, cause that means that you know that you're going to get there. And, and so, so you have all that joy of almost like when you get there, kind of radiating out of you from that first decision, which is cool because then the rest of your day is awesome and you're excited and you're enthusiastic and things like that. And I think that as you mentioned, it is the journey. And so taking joy in those little things and, and just the fact that those little things do have an outsized effect on, um, on your actual mood is really, really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, now you're going to eat healthier. You're going to probably be biking more and it has this Dude, whole, I went and rented a bike. Other I was like, I don't care. That comes with yeah, it. I don't care that yeah. this bike, by the is way, expensive. I commend you because, uh, I was at my favorite, uh, gelato stand near my favorite gelato stand today. And, I, I stood there in the middle of the Mott Holland in Oslo and I was like, um, 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 should I get this gelato? I really want it. And, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to save the money. But the caveat to that is because I have ice cream in my freezer in my apartment, but I haven't ate, eaten it yet. So I was thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't eat ice cream. <laughs> this sounds like an ice cream self-help group. But um, Travis and I both love ice cream. So um, ice, it cr- really ho- ice cream is eaters hard anonymous. Ice, ice anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
dude, summertime, like turning down ice cream for me, it is very difficult to turn down ice cream in the summertime, sitting on the on the porch or just outside in the grass eating some ice cream. Hey, we don't mm, we don't want to push mm. someone who who does I'm who not does helping. want I'm not to not eat right ice now. cream <laughs> towards eating ice cream for this I'm podcast. Not, we want to push you I'm sorry, towards I'm not, not eating. I here's here's a quote that <laughs> I that true. I actually saw today. So we in last podcast we talked about being a quote whore, right? And I mentioned that I saw a quote at the top of my journal um, the the sweet ass journal that that Heath wrote from Location Indie that really struck me, and I think it goes right in with putting the stake in the ground. It says, "If we take care of the minute, the years will take care of themselves." It's attributed to Benjamin Franklin. I feel like when people don't know what uh, who to give a quote to, who to attribute to, it's always Albert Einstein, and then secondary it's Benjamin Franklin. So whether he said it or not, he was a very wise man, Philly boy. Um, I, I just like that. If we take care of the minutes, the years will take care of themselves. And that is, it's this little decision. Put your stake in the ground, start making this little steps towards it. Um, and, and realize that you can do it right now. Like it doesn't have to be a long process. Just say, I'm going to start walking towards my goal as opposed to away from it right this instant and then do something immediately. Whether that's turning something down, whether that's writing down the goal, whether that's calling a friend up and sharing the goal with with them so that they hold you accountable, doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be this huge leap. It just has to be something that gets you going the other way. And we're about to get buzzed out here in just about 30 seconds, but I'll leave you with this, Trav, because uh, I saw this meme and (laughs) I thought this was really funny. And it ties in with what you said about quotes. I don't know why I saw this somewhere on, on social media or something, but it was it was this quote. Um, the problem with quotes on the internet is that it is hard to verify their authenticity. And this quote was attributed to Abraham Lincoln with a picture of him. <laughs> so it, so goes perfect. Right, it goes right along with what you said about, you know, people being misquoted. Albert and all Einstein, that, Benjamin Franklin, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. They all are go. very, very wise men. They're the only people in the world that have quotes. Buddha, Gandhi. Chris is uh, Chris is buzzing us out right now. The magical, mystical, mysterious Chris with the buzzer, and and we're not gonna we're not gonna reveal the location of the buzzer, but um, we are done. So um, we want to yeah, we want to remind you before you take off. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you for listening to the show. You can get in touch with us anytime, team at locationindie.com. And if you haven't signed up yet, over at locationindie, um, indie.com, sign up for our free newsletter. You can get a free guide, a whole bunch of awesome stuff all around location independence and travel, um, just a bunch of free uh, resources. And we'll also let you know when we open up the community again, we'll tell you more about it if you're interested. Um, at that time, you can certainly decide if you want to join us. Uh, we'd be waiting with open arms. If, you, if you're interested. But um, either way, hop on a newsletter to keep in touch. We'd love to, to keep in touch with you there. That's it, my man. Thanks for... Uh, thanks for I gotta say, thanks for sharing your story because it's a, a pretty personal. You know, I know you, you had a... No holds barred. Unfiltered. Behind the scenes. No holds barred. Not... Not snakes on a plane, stakes in the ground. Let us know if you do decide that you're going to start walking towards your goal, you put a stake in the ground. Let us know what little steps that you took and what the goal is. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero Travel. We'd love to hear that. I'm tired of these mother effing snakes on these mother effing planes. <laughs> right. Might be the greatest or the worst movie line ever written. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. I'm not going to go get ice cream now. I, I'm not. I'm not, Jay. I'm not going to get ice cream. I want ice cream so bad.